Those are five of the um, most common songs that most of us in radiology and around the world could recognize. And those are the uh, five notes that if you go to the website danfogelberg.com, D-A-N-F-O-G-E-L-B-E-R-G.com, you will find. And uh, as many of you know, Dan Fogelberg was one of the classic musicians of all time and one of the uh, truly uh, great songwriters. And about three years ago, he was diagnosed with advanced stage prostate cancer. And this past week, uh, he passed away. And uh, on Sunday, uh, December 16th, he indeed died. And uh, I th we uh, at CTS Us, who are great fans of Dan Fogelberg, uh, want to wish him and his family only the best. And I think uh, of all the concerts I've been to, and I've been to a million concerts, uh, I think his have been some of the most memorable I've been to. I saw him at the, uh, the uh, in Washington at a 20,000-seat venue, and I saw him at a charity event in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where we, sp we sang to literally 100 people in an amphitheater, and uh, equally excellent, both 20,000 or 100. And uh, it's always sad to see somebody we've grown up with. Um, his music, all his albums... Uh, um, really have been around and a big part of everybody's life and uh, you know at this time of year especially with that song Same Old Lanz which is a very popular song from a number of years ago uh, really something uh, that all of us probably do remember and you heard the notes of a few moments ago he released his first album in 1972 and his last album in 2003 span of literally 31 years and he was about to retour and re-record when he was diagnosed with cancer so we do uh, pay our respects to him and uh, thank him for everything. Moving on, um, I think one of the things, of course, this is my last podcast for the year, 2007. We've had a number of great podcasts. We've gone to vodcast on a weekly basis, and we tried to keep you up on many things in CT and the world of radiology and in the world in general. And I think at the end of the year, it's kind of a time to look back and uh, with good news and at times with things that are a little bit sad and so we thought we'd uh, comment uh, about that to you today. I think there's no doubt as we go from 2000, 2000 2007 to 2008 it's going to be an incredible 2008. Lots are going to change you know, whether it's in the United States with elections, uh, who's going to be the next president, what's going to happen in Iraq and Iran and every place else in the Mideast. So um, we're all hopeful that things will work out very nicely. Uh, I could make predictions, but I'm going to pass on that. I guess if I did make predictions, I would say that uh, next year at RSNA, you'll see a 512-slide scanner with maybe more than one tube. But hey, I'm not very good at predictions, so I'm not going to try to do that. I, I will say that one of the things that is of great interest are really trends, and that's something I'm really interested in. And so I will tell you trends. Uh, as most of us kind of walk around in circles or uh, maybe in the clouds, as people tend to use that as an expression, uh, speaking of clouds, there's an incredible article in Business Week about someone named Christopher Bisiglia, and I hope he doesn't uh, yell at me for mispronouncing his name, who's one of the people at Google who's changing the world. And what he's been working on is something called cloud computing. There's a great article in Business Week. The Business Week is dated... Uh, December 24th on cloud computing. And what is cloud computing? I mean, we think of people being in the clouds as being lost, but um, that's not exactly what it means. Uh, 
It's the computing equivalent of the evolution of electricity when businesses shut down their own generators and bought power instead from a central place, is what Business Week said. And it's user-friendly. Clouds are giant clusters of computers that house immense sets of data, too big for traditional computers to handle, such as the receipts from 100 million shoppers or troves of geologic data or potentially medical data. It's a way of changing how computing is done, and it's really being able to dig deep into data. It's a massive project that's going to involve a number of institutions at the start, but it really is something that can change the way we all do things, both within medicine and outside of medicine. There are a lot of big players. The players typically mentioned beyond Google are Yahoo, IBM, Microsoft, and Amazon, and it's a strange group of people, but in a part because of the way these companies are structured, there's tremendous opportunity for doing this. And um, Google, I have to say, Google has its critics and um, as well as its proponents. We're on the proponent side. I mean, Google is just an incredible company. I mean, uh, how quickly you've gone from looking up something in an encyclopedia to going on AOL to Googling it. I mean, uh, we have an article Pam Johnson wrote which shows that with Google you can find 98% of all the information in literally about one or two clicks and the information is nearly always correct and that's in medical information and Google is only getting better and stronger so it's really going to be something very exciting to watch how it really changes everything we do so I think that's a massive trend and this cloud computing is something probably most of you have not heard about it's something that I'm not all that familiar with but I've been reading about it, and it's really a way of changing how information is handled, particularly large, these mega databases. You know, there's so much information. We think about radiology. Remember, we always complain about CT scans, 5,000 slices, soon 10,000 slices, and yet you're reading 150 slices. Well, we have to figure out some ways of using all of this information. We've looked at companies like Harris Corp who can handle massive amounts of information. They do it for the TV industry, for searching. They'll do it for the FAA. They're doing it for the, for the 2010 census. So it's companies like that, companies that are changing the way we think that are going to be the big winners uh, in 2008 and beyond, but also are the companies that are really going to affect everything we do. And as all of us or most of us tend to uh, be lost in the clouds, particularly at the end of the year with maybe one too many... Uh, holiday parties, it's good to think that somebody is thinking about those clouds and what they're going to do for us. So that's one big trend. I'll tell you another big trend, and uh, that trend is called Dubai. I don't think you can pick up a magazine, any financial magazine, where you don't read about Dubai, where you don't read about Abu Dhabi. At $100 a barrel oil, they're making a fortune of money, but that's not really where the focus is. The focus is on where they're going. I mean, it's the only place where they're thinking about a perfect uh, carbon footprint of zero city, literally, where they're looking at all of the changes that are possible if you invest in new technologies. Um, if you look at Business Week or Fortune a couple weeks ago, the crown prince, whose name is Mohammed, who they refer to as uh, Prince Mo, is really basically changing that country. Whether it's a country where now they're going to have the Sorbonne, and they're going to have uh, the Cleveland Clinic, and they're going to have the Guggenheim, and they're going to have the Louvre, and they're going to have world-class universities, and they're going to have seven amusement parks, Disney, Universal, and five more. They're going to have more roller coasters than even Ohio has. Uh, now, it's kind of amazing how that's all going to happen, but they're investing in technology and high-tech. They're investing in people, 
and investing in people to make a difference in the world, not investing in people to create misery and havoc in the world like some other countries have done. So I think it's a very exciting area, uh, just tremendous opportunity. It'll be interesting how what they're doing impacts everything else, whether it's them investing in Citicorp when subprime mortgages seem to be a problem, or working with you know stellar institutions in the United States. So for example, they're talking about um, working with MIT. Uh, they'll be opening their doors to 100 students and 30 faculty from MIT in 2009. So it's not just plans on a drawing board, it's plans that are actually happening. And I guess if you have enough money and you have enough uh, will and you have a vision, that indeed is going to happen. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. The only place I've seen that ever gets anything done as fast as they, they seem to be doing is Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is the only place where you build like a 60-story building like the Wynn or the uh, Venetian. Or, and you build it in about 18 months and you have 4,000 rooms and everything works the first minute of the first hour of the first day. So I think that's very interesting, you know, what they're going to do with all of their knowledge, what they're going to do with their money. And it's great to see they're putting their money into uh, really positive things that potentially will not only impact the people in Dubai, but will impact, every, impact everybody worldwide. So I think... That indeed is very exciting. Be beyond that, when you're looking at trends, I think you have to look at uh, surely in medicine trends that come over from uh, the electronics world. You know, you think about that iPod world and Steve Jobs doing everything with very rapid data, very rapid communications of very large data sets. I mean, whether it's the iPhone or the iPod or whatever the next i thing is, I think in medicine we've been kind of sleeping in many ways. Uh, our communications, our PACs, our networking tends to be a little bit uh, backwards. I think there is no good PAC system. There is none. Some are better than others, but there is nothing where you say, wow, this is state of the art. It's at best state of the moment, or maybe it's state of your mind. And I think we're going to see changes. We're going to have to see changes if healthcare is going to move forward and uh, not go to 20% of GMP, but go to 15% from 18%. And we don't want to cut doctors' salaries, of course, because we earn uh, and we deserve what we get. But I think we need to figure out the ways of doing things better and doing things cheaper and doing things more efficiently. And so maybe we should have a central archive for every image, not thousands of archives in different imaging centers and hospitals. So if a person gets sick and they're visiting someone in Baltimore, we can look at their films that were done in Arizona uh, three weeks ago and not have to wait two weeks to get the images. So we need to have centralized information. And I think as we look at things, and if you look at a Google or you look at a Dubai, the thing that you have to be impressed by is they're thinking big, they're dreaming big, they're not looking at just simple 5% solutions. And I think as we end 2007 and move into 2008, I think what we want to do, I know at Hopkins, myself, what we're all committed to, CTSS, is not simply to make these small 5% changes, but we're looking for things that really change how things are practiced, how patients are taken care of, how education is delivered, all of the things. We're looking for disruptive technologies, things that will change everything and make it better. And with that, let me just say that hopefully the most important thing that will be made better will be your coming year. And with that, on behalf of everybody at CT is us, this will be our last podcast for the year, and we wish you a happy and healthy 2008 to you and your family. 
Take care and have a nice holiday season. Bye-bye. <laughs>